droughts are for poor people. Welcome to Subtitles On or Off. I'm Bailey. And I'm Jess. And we are so excited to be here to talk about movies, TV shows, all the fun things. How you doing, Bailey? I'm doing so well. Happy Duff Month, Jess. Yay! I'm so excited to dive in to the queen that is Hilary Duff. Do you but- know what else this month is? No. It's our anniversary <gasps> month. Oh my God, it is. Our podcast will be one years old this she, month. She's just a baby. A little baby. One whole year. So we'll do a little special shout out on our actual anniversary day, but we're kicking off the month. We're ready. We're excited. Yeah. It's been a good year. Can you believe? I can't. Honestly. It's kind of insane. Woohoo. Go us. Go us. Um, okay, before we get into Deaf Month, um, how are you? Anything exciting going on? Have you watched anything fun? What's up? Yeah, so actually I have been traveling for work, and so I watched a couple of movies on the plane. I'm dying to know what you watched on the plane. Okay, I, I think you're going to be happy with what I watched. Okay, great. Okay, so first things first is like this whole time everybody has been talking about Nope. One of our friends watched it recently and was posting all of these spoilers on Twitter. And I was really upset, but it wasn't like spoiled, spoiled. It just, she said something about it being about aliens, which I kind of already knew. Like that part had already been spoiled for me. Anyways, so it was fresh in my mind. And I was like, let me see if it's on the plane. Because usually the plane has newer releases. And it was. So I watched it. Didn't think it was that scary. But then all my coworkers were like, well... You watched it on the plane. Like, there's distractions. There's other people. You're not, like, alone in your apartment. You know? So that kind of made sense. Yeah. But still, I really didn't think it was that scary. Um, but the part when, like, the kids that had the, like, masks on and they, like, were in the barn and they, like, jumped out. That part. Yeah, but they were just... I was just, like, a prank. Yeah, but, like, you didn't know that when they jumped out. Like, yeah, that guess. was the part when, like, I even had, like, a jump scare moment. Really? And that I don't... Oh, jump scare. I don't really jump scare. Like... Often. No, I, I wasn't that scared. But like right. I said, I was probably distracted. Like, I probably yeah. didn't give it the true viewing. Wasn't Kiki Palmer so good in that movie? Loved her. Oh, my God. The funny thing. Okay, so they bleeped out a bunch of words. Oh. Which sucked because um, they kept saying motherfucker. And she they they dubbed her over and had her say mother sucker. Oh. And lame. I was like, this is annoying. She did say the N-word. They bleeped that out. They, they dubbed her over with ninja. <laughs> Wait, these dubs are so funny. I know. I personally, I thought it was funny because ninja is like the emoji used to bleep. The, you know, on, on TikTok, yeah, yeah, they'll put yeah. the ninja emoji. Yeah. So personally, I thought it was hilarious. Um, That's good. But I, I will say I, I probably didn't get the full viewing experience because I was on the plane. But honestly, it was still really good. Really weird. Um, without giving anything away, because I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. Um. I don't know. I guess I just didn't really. It it was cool. It was a cool movie, a cool story, and like an interesting. The, the brain of Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird. I really have questions about the actual thing <laughs> at the end and what it looked like and how it was made because it really yeah. wasn't giving, scary. I don't know if it was supposed to be. I don't really think this movie was supposed to be. Scary. Like I don't. I didn't really find this movie scary at all. No. I found this movie funny. This was one of his funnier ones. Mm, yeah, I see that for sure. Because I think people say like, "Get Out" 
is the best movie. Yeah. Us is the scariest. I still need to watch and that. And Nope is the funniest. Oh. That's kind of what people say. And, Got like, it. I kind of agree with that. Okay. Um, but yeah, okay. Okay. And then, so, I had... So, I watched nope on my flight out and i watched i i slept a bunch thank god so that flight went through went pretty quickly on my flight home i had 13 hours to kill and i didn't sleep very much and so i watched fast nine because fast 10 is coming up so i wanted to like have that fresh i need to watch that okay before you watch that i would recommend watching eight because i love eight yeah i mean yeah, Same. yeah, yeah. But, like, I just jumped right into 9 because mm-hmm. thinking it was a precursor to 10, which it is. But I think that 8 is where we get introduced to Charlize Theron's character, who's also in 9, who's also in 10. Yeah. And so I was kind of forgetting some things about her storyline and who she is and why she's after Dom and all this stuff. Good point. So I would recommend watching 8, 9 before cool. you, we watch 10. Um. Oh, you'll be excited about this when I watch Meet Cute. With Kaylee oh, Cuoco yeah. and Pete Davidson. Did you see it? Yeah. It, it was cute. It was cute, yeah. I was very surprised. Again, no trailer. Full sun, just vibes. Yeah. And um, I liked it really strange. Super weird. Didn't know any. Didn't know about the time travel. Didn't know about any of it. I feel like I definitely told you about it on the podcast. I'm sure. But it went out of your brain. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> I was like, I almost, I think, spoiled the movie for you <laughs> when I told you about it. And it just didn't register. <laughs> I, I completely forgot because I enjoyed it 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I had no idea. But I really loved the way that they, like, addressed, you know, her struggles with suicide and her struggles with life in general. And, and like, like, depression. And depression. Yeah. And, like, the way she kept saying, like, I have nothing else to live for. And, like, you're yeah. the only thing that makes me happy. And he... And the way that the story came full circle and the time travel was just sort of, like... I don't know, like a part of it. And then, um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I, the other thing that I wasn't ready for is I wasn't ready for it to be like just them. I was, I thought it was going to be a rom-com, yeah, like, no. you know, classic rom-com. You got the friend, you got the, the other funny characters, mm-hmm. whatever. And it was just them. Yeah. June at the nail salon was funny though. She was good. I liked her. She was cute. Um, so I watched that and then I watched Speed with Keanu Reeves and oh, Sandra Bullock. And Sandy B. Yeah. Never seen it. Really? Yeah. I think I've I've seen it a couple times. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It was good. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed it. It's a solid movie. Um, I loved that it was like good action, quick. Keanu Reeves was cute. Oh yeah. That Can- movie made me realize like, okay, I see the Keanu Reeves In his know, prime? Yeah. Yeah. And him and Sandy B had like great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the lake house? Oh it's also with them. Yes. A long time ago. Mm-hmm. You're right. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, it was good. Um, Good action. Good chemistry. I don't know. That's all I have to say about that. No. Got me through the flight. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I was trying to see, you know, when I'm stuck in these situations, I'm like, you know what? Let's watch something I've never seen before. Um, And my boss, actually, who was on the trip with me, is obsessed with Keanu Reeves. Mm. Funny story. Actually, I saw Keanu Reeves in the lobby of our office building one day. Oh, right, right. And she was so upset that she missed him. Oh, man. The funniest thing. I just walked right by that man. I said, that's a dude in my lobby. Like, I really didn't care. (laughs) I I know, weirdly, a lot of people that have seen Keanu Reeves, like, out Out and about. Yeah. Like, a friend of mine, 
he saw him he like worked at a like camera like photography like store in like west hollywood and Keanu Reeves just, like, got off his motorcycle, took his helmet off, and just, like, literally the most movie star thing ever, but, like, shook his hair out of the thing. And my friend is my friend's husband who worked at the store, and he came home and was talking to my friend was like, you know what? I get it. Okay? Like, I, <laughs> I would completely understand yeah. all these women obsessed with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. It was so funny. Oh and he gosh. just looked at it and was like, yeah, makes sense. Like, yeah, he <laughs> you're was Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Okay, because when I saw him, there was, like, three guys with him, and they all turned around and looked at me, like, oh, giving really like weird... on guard? Yeah, yeah, like, giving really weird vibes, and I was like, why are these men, like, looking at me right now? And it wasn't like they were just, like, staring at me, like everyone else does. Um, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> they were staring at me, like, what is she gonna do? Yeah, were they his, like, bodyguards or something? Yeah, they were, like, his, his team. Just, like, his team, yeah. Yeah, they weren't, like, guards, they were just, like, yeah. with him, but I really got the sense that they were like, what is she gonna do? Yeah. And I was like, this is just really weird energy right now. And normally people are like in and out of the lobby, like you go up to your office and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they were like just standing there. And so I kind of walked through and I was like, why are they looking at me like this? And I turn around and I see that it's Keanu Reeves and there's a bodega in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And so he was like signing an autograph for the shop owner. Oh, that's cute. What an angel. He took yeah. a picture with her and everything. And she has, like, she's one of those bodega owners that has, like, whatever celebrity comes in, she has them on the wall. I framed them on the wall, yep. She has, like, a book of autographs and everything. And so, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I feel like the men made it more of a big, if they hadn't been looking at me like that, I would not have clocked him at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And then by the time I did, I was like, okay, I gotta go to work. That's just due to my lobby. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. That, I got that look one time from Adam Sandler. Oh, really? I was walking down the street. I was in Larchmont where I used to work in Larchmont and I was walking to my car like after a shift at work and he was walking down the street with his daughter. Just like that's Adam Sandler, like yeah. looking in his gym shorts and a baggy t-shirt. You okay? know, and he's with Adam his Sandler daughter. Look. Yeah, walking. And I'm just like he's walking towards me and I'm about to walk by him. And he just looks me in the eye and just like his eyes go so wide. Like he is like looking at me and it was like do not say anything like that's the look he gave me was there like no one else on the street like the the street was kind of full but i just kind of made eye contact with him because i was i was walking straight towards him Mm. like it was there was no going around it and i wasn't like i don't think i reacted at all i just made eye contact with him yeah like that's how the interaction went and then he looked at me back and was like do not say anything and i was like (laughs) Okay. And then I just kind of like shook my head as in like a understand. And then I just kept walking. I was oh, like, homie. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to bother you. I'm like, you're with your kid. Yeah, exactly. Also, Larchmont, like having worked there, I would run into just like a lot of people in the public eye just because like they all live in that neighborhood or whatever. It was very normal to see people like him out yeah, on the street yeah. and no one ever really bothered them. So yeah. I don't know why he, he was like, do not say anything. Yeah. Maybe, maybe because he was with this kid. Yeah. He really didn't want to do it. Maybe I him. was giving the energy that I like Adam Sandler because, like, I love Adam Sandler. Yeah. And he maybe felt that. That's so funny. So I'm like, well, I'm sure he's been doing this long enough that I'm sure he can tell when people recognize him. Yeah. And, like, they're going to make a scene. Yeah. Okay. So that that's all you watched on your plane. Yeah. And then I had, like, another hour to kill. So I, oh, no. Oh, so I did end up watching one hour of Shang-Chi at the very end of my flight. Mm. But then halfway through, I needed a comfort movie to fall asleep to. So I put on Avengers Endgame. <laughs> I'm sorry. Comfort movie? <laughs> Jesus. Because I've seen it so many times. So I could just like fall asleep. Yeah. And then I know exactly where I am. Because you know when you're like half in sleep, half out? 
Yeah. Yeah. So. I do that too. I, my go-to is usually like friends. Like if I want to take mm. a nap, like when I get home and if I'm like, I'm feeling a nap right now, mm-hmm. I turn on friends and oh, then I like the close my eyes yeah. because it's just like, Background. it's, it's kind of like white noise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Okay, cute. All right. What did you watch? So I mentioned this last week, but I started shrinking. Oh, right. And I finished it. Great, great television show i'm obsessed i loved it jason siegel did great harrison ford is amazing everybody in that show is so funny loved it cool can't wait for a second season obsessed and then i watched probably one of my favorite things i've watched this year so far what so tiktok got me Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh, right. On Amazon Prime. Okay. I knew when it was coming out. I had seen trailers for it, mainly because Sam Claflin is in it. And I'm like, hello, mm-hmm. love you. And I just really didn't have much interest in it because I didn't really know what it was about. And then TikTok, I just kept getting these TikToks about this freaking TV show. And I was just like, people were obsessed with it. People were like, I can't stop thinking about it. And I'm like, you know what? I ain't got nothing better to do. Uh, let me just <laughs> dabble in this real quick. Yeah. Watched like the whole first season, like the whole show. Yeah. In it was it was two days. I think I started it one night, watched like three or four episodes, and then the next day I finished all of it. So good, so good. It it was like I understand the people that are saying like I can't stop thinking about it. Like I'm still thinking about it, and really? it's been about a week since I finished it. Yeah, the the storytelling in it and the story itself, like it's about a band trying to make it in the 70s in Los Angeles. And so it's about a band called The Six and then Daisy Jones. And um, they have a music producer, Teddy Price, who kind of uh, discovered both of them, really, and then realized that they're better together, so then put them together. But the band didn't want, uh, like, Daisy, and then Daisy was, like, a powerhouse. And then Sam Claflin plays the lead singer in the band and he's married and then daisy jones comes in and then so we got the oh girl it's so good and the whole story is being told through flashbacks so you get the bands are being the band is getting interviewed 20 years after the band broke up oh getting interviewed about time in the band so Mm -hmm. you're kind of hearing all of it from them and so you get like the flash forwards of them being interviewed and then you have like what happened back in the 70s and it's just messy it's got great music it's juicy it's sexy it's like it's so fun and then the ending i was like flabbergasted and then and then i realized it was based off a book which i when would when watching it, I was like, this seems like a difficult read because it's a lot of time jumping. And mm. with songs and music, I always find it hard to read lyrics in a book. Like if it's about a mu- oh. if a book is about a musician, I can't like feel for them because yeah, I don't yeah. hear the music, yeah. you know? Interesting. But apparently people love the book. And then the book made a really great TV show. Like it, it's really good. Wow. Cool. Highly recommend. Okay. I'm obsessed. I've been, And they also recorded the... Um, the actual album that they like went on tour with in the show like sam claflin and riley keogh like and the whole band like actually got into a recording studio and And it's on spotify and i've been listening to it all week (laughs) i am obsessed like i love it so riley plays daisy jones yes okay who is she from i've seen so she was in 
Mad Max Fury Road, and mm. she, weirdly enough, she was the voice of the woman in The Guilty that was kidnapped. Weird. Yes, Random. I was looking her up, and that's what it was from. Okay. She's, I want to say she's been in other things. I didn't recognize her personally. Got it. But she is Priscilla Presley's daughter, so she's Elvis Presley's grandchild. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, because I was seeing stuff on TikTok about her, and yeah. everybody was like, talking about her and i just didn't know where to yeah. recognize her from what kind of blew my mind though is that she had never sang before and neither did sam claflin and they were cast as the two lead singers in this band and they had to like learn how to sing and play all these instruments and all this stuff and they it's giving bradley cooper and a star is born yeah they did though a great job oh i love that great job cool i loved it okay highly recommend oh, amazon okay. prime 10 okay. episodes she said plug that shit i said watch it now um yeah did you watch anything else? No, that's it. I completely forgot. I also watched The Menu. Oh, my God. Yeah. I literally watched it last night. Dude. Dude, what the fuck? Crazy. I wasn't ready for any of that. <laughs> I wasn't ready for any of that. I weirdly, like, love that movie, though. Like, it's so weird. It's so weird. And funny and just, like, dark. Um, I was really just shocked the whole time. Like, I was just very dazed and confused. And But it was also so strangely creative the way that the dishes tied in i was picking up on the satire of like the pretentiousness of this industry Mm -hmm. and top chefs like this i understood the commentary on that but jumping all the way to the end with the s'mores that was just crazy yeah the way that they were like very involved in the quote-unquote dish um and then the whole cheeseburger scene was really weird oh yeah but it was just it was like you're very on edge and very you don't know what's going to happen until the first one happens and he you know and so i wasn't ready for any of it my jaw was on the floor that first one my mouth was wide open anyways so it's like a dark satire i can see how it would be a comedy but honestly I, i was leaning more towards satire because it wasn't funny it was a mm-hmm. it was a dramatic it was an over dramatized version of like it, I guess it, it would be funny because it was so ridiculous. Yeah. It was so outrageous. I found parts to be very funny. What were you laughing at? Just the chef in general, just like him talking to people, I found to be so funny. Like specifically the scene when he everyone is so confused why they're there and he's talking to this woman and he's like or sh- was it him or I don't remember, but he was like, do you have any student loans? And she was like, no. And he was like, you die. Like, <laughs> that was it. Like, <laughs> I did. I did laugh at that part. He said, I'm sorry, you're dying. Yeah. Um, I, the, okay. The one, the, the part that I did find funny is the part where all of their deepest, darkest secrets came out in the tortillas. What the <laughs> fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like tortilla art. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what is this? And they're like, sir, that's a tortilla. <laughs> I like the dish where they got everything but the the cheese or the bread. They got like oh, they just didn't get the bread. Yeah, but they got all the like little. That's what I'm saying about the satirical commentary on like dishes like that in the industry. But it yeah. was what was it the pairings the unpaired pairings or something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> all right, and then we watched Veronica Mars. I watched it this morning. I did my homework this week. Proud if you listened you? to last week, I was a poor podcast partner. PPP. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't do, I didn't watch Veronica Mars, but let's just dive right in because I didn't miss a beat. This yeah, episode, right? 
so did oh yeah did you watch last week's episode no <laughs> i went off of bailey's recap and then i watched this week's which is episode 12 yeah like, and it picked up right where i left off two episodes ago <laughs> i love that i should go into recapping like oh my god yeah you should you know like people volunteer to write those recaps on imdb like people submit those oh really yeah you could do that oh my god i love that <laughs> I'm like so like a TikTok page of like here's what you missed last week yes. on blah blah blah. Yes. Okay. So someone so did this and then someone so did that and then this was ridiculous and can you believe someone so <laughs> came back like all of that. Bailey's dream. So good. Okay. Yes. So episode twelve. Well, here's what I'm excited for. We finally got some like something about the Eccles Christmas party. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I picked right back up. Like, yeah. Honestly, it's great. it was like you didn't even need to watch Eleven. It no. was pointless. I don't yeah. even know why it was there. I wonder if there was like a filming schedule snafu and like the Eccles family, like Lisa Rena, like couldn't get, you know, Speaking like of. her schedule wouldn't line up. So they just like made another episode and then did this one. Later. I still can't believe that she is in this show. I can't believe her lips. Dear Lord. Okay, we'll get to her because what an ending this episode was. Um, but what a great episode. I really loved it. Lots of Wallace, my favorite. Mm-hmm. Lots of, you know, fun PI stuff going on. Um, yeah. And then lots of family drama. I really enjoyed this episode. Great episode. Loved I it. I was like, because I also watched it this morning, so you're not the only one hey, that did hey. it today. Um, but I was like, kind of trying to multitask I was like trying to do other things but then I was just very engrossed in this episode Same. I was like I'm into this because I'm like who planted the fake IDs in yeah your I was very invested yeah because it went it got personal because mm-hmm. usually I feel like I'm so separated because it's always about someone else and Veronica is just helping out but this time like she was arrested yeah and oh, like, that was crazy. Was getting sued. Like, also, it was this a whole asshole, thing. I hate this sheriff so much. She's like, you, do you really need to do that? He's like, no, but I'm going to. That, what an asshole. That was so creepy. That creeped me out. Yeah. Like. He's sus. Because he was like, no, but I want to. And he he hates handcuffs them. on like a teenage girl. Yeah. Disgusting. Well, he hates Keith and he hates her. Yeah. Um. Also, I just feel very like weirded out by veronica like planting that microphone in the counselor's office and just eavesdropping on everybody's private conversations like i really i really didn't think it was that far out of the realm for her i mean i didn't either but then as it was going on because when we were listening to weevil i was like okay and then we were listening to logan i was like okay and then for some reason when it got to duncan it felt very personal personal i don't know why it just felt I was that it kind of clicked with me. I was like, "Oh, you really shouldn't be hearing any no. of these conversations." I mean, yeah, because it's one thing to plant a a bug like in somebody's room or like in the school bathroom stuff, but for like the guidance yeah. counselor, where you know you're gonna get information on not just one person but multiple. Like, I feel like it'd be different if she wanted to just like eavesdrop on Weevil and like planted it on Weevil, and then we just got that. But like. She planted it on someone who would get information from a lot of people. And it just seemed really sketchy. Yeah. I didn't like it. Okay, but let's talk about what Weevil did say. Because we, you know, Veronica learned about the love letters. But yeah. she didn't know about Lillian Weevil. Yeah. I guess she that was her final confirmation. Because I guess we've known about it for a couple episodes. We Yeah, we've suspected. Like, the audience has gotten hints, but no- nothing confirmed. Because yeah. the whole show is from Veronica's point of view. So now yeah, that Veronica knows, we know. 
Yeah. Um, and so that was interesting. And then we got the flashback of Lily saying, I've got a secret. It's a big one. Yeah. And Veronica said, oh, is this your secret? So crazy. Yeah. Well, and I also want to talk about Duncan's little three-day blackout that he doesn't remember um, Yeah, that's giving major clues. I think he had something to do with it. Yeah. It, it's not looking good. That's why the parents would cover it up. Period. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. Yeah. Even if it was an accident, what if he was drunk? Yeah. What if he was drunk, blacked out, it was an accident, parents covered it up? It's giving um, John Benet Ramsey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Period. For reals. Oh my God. Um, yes. And then. The other conversation we overheard was Logan's and Logan basically blaming Veronica for, like, Lily's death, essentially. Yeah. Like, that was weird. Um, and then Logan's mom just being like, I'm done. <laughs> well, okay, wait. Let's go back to, like, the – well, I guess we can finish that and then we'll go back to the, the fake ID case. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was really shitty because Logan was – well, honestly, I like, kind of started to feel bad for Logan in this episode because he was getting picked on a lot about his mom and like his dad's affair and all this stuff. And then this asshole comes in and says, like, your mom is hotter or whatever. Yeah. And, and then he heard it on the radio and like it was just all really shitty. And then he gets in the fight. But then he gets called back for this like disciplinary conference or whatever. And both of his parents get in a bigger fight and walk away. And I get it. Like you have marital problems going on and like this affair and this publicity and everything like that but you can't put that aside to be there for your kid who's like in trouble at school like you're supposed to be there for this meeting and they both just walk away yeah and mom pops a pill yeah i also started feeling bad for logan this episode honestly i've been starting to feel bad for logan for a couple episodes lately just because like we're starting to learn more about him outside of what Veronica sees. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, we're starting to get more about his character. Um, and he just has a lot of home drama. Like, it's messy. Yeah. It sucks. And then the ending scene. Which, did you notice the, like, the release date on these episodes? So this is the cliffhanger. Oh. Uh, yeah. It was a big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just jumped like where did she well, go i don't know where she went her car but maybe is she did jump. hanging on a bridge just like chilling there dude the coronado bridge in san diego that's a big ass bridge she is not making that jump oh yeah no. i'm not kidding I, I don't think she's supposed to if she did okay wait till next week to find out yeah um, um but really quick back to the fake id case mm -hmm. um i really like i mean i talk about it every week i love wallace so i really um I think I only LOL'd one time during this episode. And so it was when Veronica was like, are you willing to put 250 bucks in the locker to see if this works? And Wallace is like, hell no, I'm using your money. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I also LOL'd only one time, but it was when Veronica saw the fake ID that Wallace got and said, I'm not just falsely ac accused. I'm genuinely offended <laughs> because of how bad the fake ID yeah, was. Yeah, it was bad. 
Um, but then she figured it out. It was the guy and the whole fake society. That accused her in the first place. And he wasn't even a part of the fake society. No. I think that's what I liked the most about the case was that we got... A little twist. I was like, yeah. I was like, and how she always figures it out. She always figures it out. It's... Well, and then I kind of like... I got like a little bit of an emotional response when she said, um, why did you frame me? Is it just because you thought that everyone would believe that I did it? Mm. And that made me really sad because she's been such an outcast and people think she's so weird and crazy and like all this stuff. And then, but then he said all that stuff about Veronica's dad and the case and like. And his dad. His his family. yeah. Yeah. That was sad. So that was shitty. But then I thought it was weird that she like went back to Duncan was like, here are the photos. Yeah. About the society. Whatever. I, she probably did it just to show him that like, hey, I'm not going to do anything with this. Yeah. I just didn't think it mattered. I was just glad to find out that the weird secret society didn't have anything to do with the fake IDs or the guy almost yeah. like dying yeah. and all that. It's just some stupid thing that they do at the school. And it's like, whatever. You do you. <laughs> Nerds. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for next week. I'm like, finally, I'm getting into it. I'm like, okay, where are we going? What's happening? Yeah, same. Well, and now we have a cliffhanger. So I'm really excited for next week. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's dive into the first week of Duff Month. Duff a Cinderella Month. story. A Cinderella story, 2004. An hour and 35 minutes. We have Hillary Duff, Chad Michael Murray, Jennifer Coolidge, Regina King. Mm-hmm. What a cast. Seriously. What a movie. What a movie. Iconic. Show-stopping. Absolutely iconic. I love this movie. Like, I I don't know that I remember the first time I saw it, but I just feel like I've been watching it forever. Mm-hmm. Did you watch with subtitles on or off? On. I'm a default on. I know. I feel like it's always worth asking, though, you know? I know. I did turn it off for... I know we're past this, but I turned it off for Nope. And I turned it off for Meet Cute because of the comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always have to turn it off for a comedy. But for this one, I've seen it before. So I was like, let me... Yeah, like, and I, I like watching with subtitles with things that I've seen before because then I'll pick up new things yeah. from the subtitles. Mm-hmm. What about you? I watched it with it on. Okay. Surprisingly, yeah. I did. I think it was already on because I watched it on Amazon and I watched mm. Daisy Jones and the Six with them on. Um, I don't really know why. I think I just watched them on. And so they were already on. And I was like, whatever. Yeah. I was like, I'm too lazy right now to go turn them off. <laughs> I was like, I've seen this movie so many times. I'm not even looking at the subtitles. Same. Like, yeah. So whatever. Like I am. I am the subtitles. Like I am quoting the movie. Like. <laughs> Period. Like I love this movie. I also don't think I could. I don't think I remember the first time I watched it. However, I do have a funny story that is, it's not even that funny. It's just a memory permanently engraved in my brain Mm -hmm. around this movie. Oh. Let me share with you. Please tell me. So I was sleeping over at a friend's house, probably in like middle school, maybe elementary school, like fifth grade or sixth grade, something like that. Okay. And spending the night at her house and her mom was like okay we can go like let's run to walmart get you guys some snacks maybe you can pick up a movie or whatever um so we get there and like i think it was like five dollars the cinderella story like the dvd and she was so excited she's like mom can i have it can we watch it oh my god because we love this movie it's such a great movie we're like chad michael murray it's so cute (laughs) and so we get it we get this candy we go back to her house she like takes the plastic off of the dvd goes to like 
to like open it, opens it, and then she goes to pop the DVD out of the the little thing with the little, little circle. Yeah, and you like pop the thing. She goes to pull it out, <gasps> snaps the DVD in half. No, it snaps in half, and she loses it she starts sobbing (laughs) she's crying and i'm like oh no and i'm like kind of mad because now i can't watch the movie yeah and then she goes to tell her mom and she's like really upset and then her mom got so mad at her (gasps) oh and her mom was like well i don't know what you want me to do like go find someone else to watch yeah oh my god and then so that put a damper on the sleepover obviously it would put a damper on my slumber party too (laughs) I don't know why that memory has always like been permanently in my brain. <laughs> Is it like every time you watch this movie? Every you- time. <laughs> yeah. Every time. It's so funny. Okay. How do we even get started? I have seen this movie so many times, like so many times. Just quoted the whole thing. I guess just like right off the bat. I feel like honestly, any movie that has this will be an everlasting love in yes. it. Yes. Top tier. Yes. Golden. Iconic classic a cinderella story parent trap what what other movie is this song in? i don't know there's so I, many these are the only two that came to mind i know but <laughs> so good though <laughs> i know it's in more so I, yeah. i'm with you 100 percent. yeah um i loved the opening monologue diet was a four-letter word and grace came in bulk so oh, cute so good and then i mean the big earthquake okay bye bye daddy bye bye Hal. nice knowing you you know that was the big 1994 earthquake? Yeah. That, like, killed a bunch of people. Yeah. And Bridges collapsed. San Fernando Valley, down. all that. Northridge. Northridge, yeah, Northridge. This is the day my brother was born. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. He wasn't born in Northridge. No, 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 no. No, everything was fine. Um, But it was, like, a very big, you know, it's one of the historical earthquakes in California history. Yeah. My question about it, though, is the house it happened in, is that the house that she lives in now? No, they moved, right? Because here's my question. How was Hal the only one that died in the earthquake? Mm. But that she was fine, the stepsisters were fine, and Fiona was fine. I mean, she was in the doorway, so yeah. Hal was like, Hal must have gotten like knocked down by something. Like something fell over. Mm, on his way to Fiona? Yeah, I think so. That was my guess. All right. Yeah, because a- after that, like, everyone is fine. Yeah. Except him. They're just like, he died. And then Fiona got a bunch of work done. She's sure dead. Speaking of, Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, my gosh. Like, I've never seen my husband's <laughs> hidden will before. I'm a very appealing person. Oh, she's you're so not funny. very pretty, and, and you're, you're not, not very that bright. bright. <laughs> oh, I'm so, so glad, glad we, we had, had that, that talk. talk. <laughs> I need more salmon. <laughs> okay, before we just go on a quote rant, like it's the bow toss. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. I can't show emotion for another hour and a half. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay. Right off the bat, we get angry stepmom Fiona. Sam, where's my breakfast? Sam, Sam, turn the water. Oh, God, over the fucking intercom. Like, yeah. Oh, she's, I don't know. She's just too much. She's so funny. I learned, because obviously the first time I watched this movie and growing up on this movie, I lived in Oklahoma. Like, I'd never been to California. I genuinely learned everything about California from this movie. 
because we're in a drought. I was like the drought, earthquake, earthquake, drought, drought San Fernando Valley, the oh smog in the air. Oh my god, this is so it. funny. I learned everything from <laughs> this movie about California. So when I came out here, I was like, yeah, we're in a drought. Yeah, like, we are I know in a drought. what's going on. Yeah. Um, what did she say? Like, ri- nice people have nice, lo- rich people have nice lawns or something like that. Yeah, she was like, droughts are for poor people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's She's insane. Um, and I, and then, honestly, like, just overall, I really feel like this movie is genius. The way that they modernized this story and the way that they made it so on point for the time period with, like, the diet fads and, like, her... But also Fiona being, like, a quote-unquote dumb blonde, which was, like, the joke at the time. Because she's like, I, you know... I need my Norwegian salmon. They flew it in from Norwegia. Uh-huh. And, you know, just like all this stuff. And then the stepsisters and how the stepsisters and the stepmom were very much giving Cinderella's story like mean to Sam and made her clean and, mm-hmm. you know, all the traditional stuff. But like they totally modernized it in this very creative way where they're like, go watch the Jack, you know, go do this. And work at the diner and then um I don't know the modern technology with the texting mm-hmm. and how that was what went down so I don't know I just thought it was like fucking genius I agree even just watching that this movie to this day I still have that moment of like this movie is genius It's a great movie Like it is so clever yeah. how they did it and I was even picking up this time And not to, like, jump through the whole movie, but, like, so when we're at the ball, like, there was just this one clip of, uh, I can't remember what the guy's name was, but it was one of Austin's friends that was, like, fighting Carter and ended up falling. One of the three musketeers. Yeah, but he fell back into a pile of pumpkins, and then the pumpkin landed on his head. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, a pumpkin. Like, you turn (gasps) into a pumpkin at midnight, and the carriage, and all of that. Yeah, like, that was the first time I picked up on it, and I was like, oh, my God, that's, like, a symbol for a pumpkin. Like, that's so clever like what the hell and then like how Rhonda is the fairy godmother because she gave her the dress oh my god why am I just now clocking Ah, yeah (laughs) oh my god yeah yeah genius right and then and then uh you know how like during the 2000s and honestly even now but during the 2000s Halloween was like the big like Halloween was so important and crazy and so to have it be a Halloween party it's not the prom it's mm-hmm. not a ball or whatever it's a Halloween party and they're Prince Charming and Cinderella which by the way I would love to go to a Halloween homecoming dance oh genius that sounds so fun so what the fun. hell yeah. like why is that not a thing yeah we never had a Halloween dance Me like either. what is that Probably because they were, like, dress code and they didn't want people to, like, you know... Slutty Halloween. Slutty Halloween, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that seems so fun because it takes away the pretentious, like, let's see how much money you can spend on a fancy dress. And it's like, let's see who can have the best costume and just, like, have a great time. Yeah. It was genius. And I loved it. And I was super jealous. <laughs> um, Yeah, so overall, movie is fantastic as a concept and yeah. it's so fun to relive the 2000s also this was such an iconic role for hillary duff like coming out of disney channel and to have her do this as a main character and she did so well so well and it was so fitting too like it oh she was perfect perfect like i can't imagine this movie with anybody else 
And she did so good. So good. So well. I mean, I just feel like she was the perfect amount of like girl next door and sweet and cute and like funny. You know, she was sassy sometimes, but then we really felt for her as the quote unquote Cinderella character because mm-hmm. she was getting shit on all the time. Mm-hmm. And then we were like really rooting for her with her online boyfriend. Yeah. Austin Ames. I want to say like this was probably this had to have been like one of her out like her breakout, breakout roles after Liz McGuire. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like she had to have done Liz McGuire and then Liz McGuire movie and then right into a Cinderella story. I mean, she probably did some smaller ones here and there, which we will probably go over in Duff Month. But Duff Month. This was definitely like everyone was like, "Yes, Hillary Duff, go queen!" Like. Well, a lot of Cinderella. She was like at the top of her career. Like I'm looking at it right now. And Lizzie McGuire movie came out in 2003, which obviously was like the end of the show. Mm -hmm. So that was in the later end. So Lizzie McGuire movie, 2003, Cheaper by the Dozen, 2003, back to back. Yeah. And then A Cinderella Story, 2004, Raise Your Voice, 2004. Oh my God. And she was just fucking killing it. Yeah. So yeah. Right after Lizzie McGuire, she did this. And then... But I will say, like, Cheaper by the Dozen was obviously a smaller role. So this is probably the big one that really set her apart from her Disney Channel days. Mm -hmm. And what a great role. Like, everybody loves this movie. Yeah. There's, like, no miss in this movie at all. Oh, my gosh, no. My notes are just full of iconic quotes. Like. Um, Well, and then to be partnered with Chad Michael Murray, who's uh, also at the top of his game. That boy. At that time. Was so fine. He is so so prince charming like he just is he was perfect for this role for sure perfect and he chad michael murray does so well at playing the like popular guy but like has a secret and he just has that face and that smirk and that like like there's more going on in his brain, you know. Yeah, it's very Lucas Scott. He's like give, it's like just the brooding, mysterious. The brooding, that's what it is. So just for reference, I'm looking at him now. So Freaky Friday, 2003. Oh, Remember him with the long, the hair? long hair? Oh my god, he was so cute in that. He was so cute in that. And then One Tree Hill was starting in 2003, so ongoing. So One Tree Hill was on at the same time as a Cinderella story. Whoa. And a Cinderella story was 2004. So it was like right off of Gilmore Girls. He went into doing this. Oh my God, I forgot he was in Gilmore Girls. He was also in Dawson's Creek for a minute. He was. Crazy. I think he was so cute. I like this movie. Like I had a little crush on him for sure. Yeah. He was just so cute. Not to like completely divert, but I think he was wearing a wig in Freaky Friday. Whoa. Hot take. Because think about it. What? Gilmore Girls, he had short hair. One Trielli had short hair. Cinderella Story had short hair. He had to have been wearing a wig. There's no way he grew his hair that long in a year. Bailey, did you just <laughs> blow this whole thing wide open? <laughs> and why would they put him in a wig to add to the like bad boy effect? Yeah, it's a little rock and roll. I want to know how the wig stayed on when he took the motorcycle helmet off. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look this up ASAP. Like, didn't he have long hair for a minute in One Tree Hill? Not that long though. No. Oh, he always he, had a short? Yeah, it was always short. I think season four, he grew it a little bit. Right. Um, But, like, season one, it was, like, short. And then two, he got the buzz cut. Right. Oh, wow. And then it was short in the Cinderella story. That is so funny. The way we know so much about Chad Michael Murray, <laughs> like, is blowing my mind right now. But... 
fun fact that I saw when um, doing some research for this episode is guess who was cast to play Austin Ames but had to drop out due to previous commitment? Was it like another 2000s hottie? No, it's going to blow your mind. It's so random. What? Tell me. I need... <laughs> Rupert Grant from Harry Potter. Whoa. <laughs> Ron Weasley actually. What? And he dropped out because he had to go film Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm sorry. What? Okay, wait. You know more about this than I do. Prisoner of Azkaban 2004. How old was he? Why do I feel like he was young? No, probably te- they were teenagers. He was probably... He was probably like 18, 19. Oh, okay. Like okay. actor. Either way, this movie would not have popped off the way that it did with No, him. not at all. Not not even a little Chad bit. Chad Murray was so, so cute. And he knew just how to play like the rom-com, the tension, yeah. the sexy, brooding, like, oh, so good. Yeah. But also I will say he got like, this character was written very well. Like when we're talking about how creative and clever this movie is. This character was written so well in the sense of, like, him wanting to be a writer and the whole thing with his dad. Also, I loved the whole, like, the prince was supposed to inherit the kingdom and the kingdom was, like, his dad's business. And all that clever writing was so good. Well, and in the same realm of that is when she was like, where do prince or where do princesses go to college? To Princeton. To Princeton, where the princes go to. And it was just like. That's where they met in the Princeton chat room. Yes, it just is genius. It's so good. Like, like, yeah, all the princes and princesses go to Princeton. Duh. Like. And her, because you know that parents, like, to little kids, they just say the most off the cuff thing. And they're just like, yeah, they'll believe that. And she's like, "Where where do princesses go to school? And he goes. Where the princes go, they go to Princeton. Princeton. And he just kind of rolls with it. And Uh, she takes it and lives her life by it. Yeah. Well, what I love is that he was reading her this fairy tale, but he was, they did well modernizing it in the sense of him being like, you know, when you don't have to find your prince charming and then get married, you go to school and you create a life that you want. And then she was like, oh, well, where do princesses go to school? And that's how the whole thing started. But I love that her dad was putting that in her brain at such a young age of like, you don't have to meet Prince Charming and live happily ever after, but you can make your own happiness and do what you want to do. And yeah, she literally lived her life by that. Yeah, crazy. And he said that this book will hold, like, what did he say? It was very important in um yeah i don't know it was something that like hold the answer answers or it's important or something like that thank god she held on to that but i loved the the way that they carried the quote-unquote fairy tale the quote-unquote cinderella story through the modernization of of like the class the social class differences of her being quote-unquote servant girl because she works in the diner and then him being prince as in he's the heir to this kingdom but Mm -hmm. it's his dad's car wash business and like prince doesn't want to be ruler of the kingdom and all this and he was student body president and all right like popular and hot and she was not yeah well she's really pretty she was hot but she wasn't seen as hot right um so yeah anyways i can't like praise it enough i just think it's really cool well something i've always loved about a cinder like these ad these modern adaptations of the cinderella story is how the stepmom and the stepsisters think they're hot shit, but like no one likes them they're either. They're so cringe. Like they're, they're so not cringe. popular. No. They're like they're the ugly stepsisters and the ugly yeah. stepmom. That's the whole thing. But like they 
especially Fiona and the sisters act like they're hot shit in this movie. And like even the popular like Shelby doesn't want anything to do no. with them. They're like, who are you? She's like, why Go do we hang out with them again? Because they give you a Prada bag for your birthday. Yeah. Try Prada bag. Yeah. <laughs> Great line. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, even the mom, she's like, she's got her boobs. She's got her Botox. She's got her lips done. Like, and it's, I feel like in the original Cinderella, they're ugly on the inside and the outside. And I feel like they carried that through in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, not to call these women ugly at all, but the way that they act and the way that they portray themselves is not appealing. Yeah. And so, and I, it, like I said, it's the 2000s modernization of it where it's the materialism and the plastic and all the fakeness and Sam is over here being so real and so genuine and just like a good person. Yeah. And that's what we love about her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she just wants to get an education. What's so wrong about that? And not be, like, scrubbing floors in the dark. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about the homecoming dance and when Austin and Sam meet each other and that whole iconic scene in the back. Okay? All of it. And my first question, which I never thought about this watching this movie until I sat down to watch it for this episode. Why was there a, like, wedding set up in a gazebo fully lit candles lit and a band there. yeah i don't know outside of a high school dance literally what the fuck was happening okay my my thinking is because honestly i never really cared before i really never questioned it me neither well i did sort of question i just didn't really think that hard about it but you just said wedding here's what i'm saying when they enter when the dance is starting, they pull up on the outside. It's a hotel. It's at a hotel. So it's possible that there was a wedding there in another part of the building. Mm. And they're just there hanging out. Because that's what it looked like. It looked like it was everything was over. Band was packing up, but still there. It was like the end of the night. Yeah. But all the chairs were still set up. Yes, I agree. The band was like packing up. But like the chairs were still set up. And the weirdest thing is the gazebo was fully lit with candles lit. <laughs> like it was... It was like someone turned the lights on and left them on. It was so weird. Maybe they hadn't packed it up yet. I don't know. I mean, it was gorgeous. And that scene is just the best. I remember as a kid, I would just rewatch that scene over and over and over again because I was obsessed with it. I was like, this is is love. This is great. Their 20 questions was so cute with like the tension. I mean, I have one. I have two questions. My first question is rewinding back to when she was like, Fiona, please let me go to this dance. Yeah. How, how are you planning to go to this dance when you don't have a dress? It's only like three hours later when Rhonda's telling her you have to go to this dance and she's like, I don't have a costume. I was like, you were begging Fiona to go this morning. Yeah, like you didn't have a plan? You didn't have a plan. Okay, Mm -hmm. question number two. You really think he didn't recognize her with that mask on? Thank you. (laughs) I agree completely because there's no way with a mask on that you still don't know who that is. No. But... I also think it just lays into the fact that, like, I don't even think he would recognize her, like, yeah. oh, anywhere else. Yeah, he never else. saw her. Because she said it. She was like, maybe you were looking, but you weren't really seeing. Oh, period. Okay. Ooh. Snap. Okay. But, yeah, there's no way, or not even that maybe he wouldn't recognize her, sure, because he doesn't really know what she looks like anyway, because he doesn't actually look at her. But anybody else at the dance not knowing that that was her? Right. Like. Well, Terry knew. Terry knew. Her, Carter knew. But, yeah. like. Shelby, like, gives her all this shit and, like, they didn't know. Or even the stepsisters. The stepsisters had oh, to have known that was, that was so her. that was so funny. Yeah, you're right. 
stepsisters really should have known. But again, the, nobody sees her. No one sees Everybody her. just brushes her to the side. Except for Terry. Terry's in love with her. Speaking of, homie from Big Bang Theory. You yeah. know who that was, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't know. And then, oh my God, Shelby is so... She's just like... I don't want to call her a bitch, but she really is. Because she's like, love her dress. Hate, hate her. her. Yeah. Like, that's just so... That's just the jealousy coming in. Can I get um, something with no carbs, no sugar, and... What else did she say? Fat-free. Fat-free. She's like... Water. <laughs> okay, I'll have a vase. Sorry, we only have water from the valley. <laughs> I love that Austin laughed and she was like, it was funny. He was like, it was funny. I know. I'm, but like still no eye contact. I'm like, look at her. Yeah. And that was even before the dance. Um, Madison, you, don't you know that laxatives aren't a food group? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many good lines. So God, many good it's lines. It's so funny. I also love the line when he was like during their 20 questions and he was like, do you believe in love at first sight? And she said, I'll let you know. Mm. What a burn. Yeah. Like so good. And it's just like it could go really deep in the sense of like you don't even recognize me you've seen me so many times like you think this is love at first sight but you've seen me for years and you just weren't looking oh i just got chills yeah um speaking of terry i personally think that his character is hilarious in the beginning when he's like talking to aliens or whatever but then on the dance floor when he's like he your libations my fair lady (laughs) my lady and then austin ames is there and he's like Austin Ames, a devastating blow, a worthy opponent. Like, he's just so dramatic. It's so funny. Do you remember, I think, during the Hunger Games episode, and you said that you sometimes just say things from that movie in the yes, same cadence? Yeah. I find myself, like, not often, but when I do say a devastating blow, I say it like Exactly like, like that. A, a devastating blow. blow. Okay. A worthy opponent. Like... Why? Speaking of quotes, I say this all the time and I never knew. I, I watched this movie like a year or two ago, but I've been saying this for years. Um, And I watched this movie like a year or so ago and I realized that it was from this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's in the very beginning when Sam goes to pick up Carter and she's like, Carter, what are you wearing? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't take you to school like this. He's like, all right, take two. Yeah. <laughs> And I say take two all the time. All the time. And it's like, I completely forgot that it was from this movie. Yeah. So Carter and I are one brain. Yeah. A devastating blow. Oh, so good. Um, Yes. And then she wouldn't let him kiss him. She wouldn't let him kiss her. Yeah. Which I loved. She's just still had this guard up. And then even after when she was running and then just the modernization of it and she loses her phone instead of her shoe. Genius. 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 But then, as this was going on, I was like, how is this bitch not more concerned that she lost her phone? That's what I'm saying. And how does he still not know who she is from her phone? Like, there's nothing in it that says her name? Like, what? read yeah. through text messages and whatever. How is there no plot for, like, Carter to get it back? Like, I get if we're following the Cinderella story that the prince has to give it back. The prince has to find yeah. out who it is. But I'm like, there's no plot for Carter to get your phone back. Like, you're missing all these texts from Fiona. You're going to get in trouble. Yeah. And then skipping all the way to the end, even after he knows who she is, you're going to tell me it took that long for him to get your phone back. Like, why is there no concern for this? And I just have to think that it's because it's the early 2000s and people weren't as glued to their cell phones as we are now. Because it was genuinely just used to text 
and like make phone calls when you're like out but like she was still like emailing him on her computer and she was still able to do all of that yeah how were they still emailing and she wasn't like give me my phone back (laughs) right like he wasn't like hey i have your phone let's meet up and i'll give it to you yeah boom roll the credits like end of movie. <laughs> like what the hell i mean at the very least maybe she didn't know that he had it she thought she dropped it like somewhere yeah. else even still he could have been like hey i have your phone yeah but he, on the posters he put up did he not say that he had her phone or was know. he just like looking for it also well, even the silhouette on the poster looks like hillary <laughs> duff like why is yeah. it Dutch? just because we've seen this movie so many times that we're like that's her hair but i'm also like <laughs> but it looks like her though <laughs> i want to know the like the process of him making these flyers like did he give the description to a sketch artist <laughs> like how did he get it so right with like the her bangs and the way her hair was <laughs> Oh, so good. Like, there's no way he made those those posters. Speaking of, I thought it was so funny when the friends lined up, all the girls that were like, these are all the girls that said they were with you at the dance last night. Yeah. Speaking of, they did say last night because it was the next day that he put the fucking flyers up. I was like, how long did it take you to make these flyers? Also, who's having a dance on a weeknight? Yeah. Why? Well, and my thing, too, with the whole midnight curfew thing, which was also genius, but why was Fiona picking up the girls from the dance so early? The dance wasn't even over yet. Yeah, that's true. Like, you weren't going to let them stay she's longer? she's a party pooper. And then Carter's car, the Mercedes. <sighs> How did that sign... Okay, for some reason, I don't know if it's like a Mandela effect in my head, I always thought he hit it, hit the pole, and no. that's why it fell. He never actually hits it. It doesn't touch it. But there are little... Um, I guess Easter eggs are like hints like there's scenes earlier in the movie where the sign is kind of wobbling. You're right. Yeah. And so they kind of like plant that in your head. And then I also feel like it's used as a symbol of like the like Fiona's demise. Like yeah. she's on her way down, mm-hmm. you know, because same with the Elvis guitar that falls exactly. and has the the fear of strike striking out. Oh, my God. What is it? Never, Never let, let the, the fear of striking, striking out keep, keep you from, from playing, playing the game. game. So good. Um. But yeah, so back to the flyers. So the the boys were like, all right, bachelorette number one. I thought that was so funny. And then the teacher comes in and is like, Michael, you've been a very bad boy. Boy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, another good line. Speaking of Carter's car, is they're like driving to the diner and Carter like stops at the light. And she's like, Carter, I need Fast and the Furious, not driving Miss Daisy. Daisy. Yeah. And he's like, Sam, yellow means slow down, not speed up. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. What about, so when the stepsisters find out that Sam is the one messaging Austin because Austin responded to her and was like, were you disappointed when you found out I was Austin Ames? Yeah. And that's how the stepsisters find out. Oh, that was so sad. But then they go to the car wash and it's yeah. like, I'm your Cinderella. Oh. Cringe. And I'm like, she had blonde hair. You don't yeah. even look. Like, what is, why were all of these girls trying to say that this was them? I'm like, she just had a white mask on her yeah. face. Like. Like, you could easily pick them out. But then he's yeah. like, okay, ladies, let's let's get to the bottom of this. Yeah. The girl that I was with dropped something at the dance. What was it? A fish! <laughs> <laughs> no, first, it was a wallet. <laughs> a wallet purse. What is that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but then oh, the so sisters... Funny. The hot wax, the fighting in the car wash. Okay. So funny. So funny, but watching that scene, I was kind of like, I could do without this one. It's just trying to showcase how dumb these sisters are. They're just are. so cringe. Yeah. Like, I really can't stand them. Um. So then they go to Shelby, 
and is like, she was plotting to take Austin from you all along, blah, blah, blah. But they read her emails. That was so sad. That was really sad. You know what I want to know is like, I really, I get it. I get it. It's Cinderella. She's the victim here, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I was kind of surprised that like through those emails, they weren't like hating on Austin more because everybody saw him as this like big jock and whatever. And they really just focus on like, I'm diner girl and I've never had a real kiss before. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, Austin's this like, cause you know, high school kids are mean. Yeah. So they would take Austin and be like, oh, you're like this mushy love letter guy. He's like in like, the poetry. And right. Like, yeah. But no, it was all about Sam. Of course. It's always about the girl. And then he of course did nothing. And Shelby, about was, it. I bet Shelby was just jealous that like he never talked to her like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because she still wanted to be with him after that. And I'm like, he's literally been cheating on you. Yeah. This whole time. Well, and I loved it when, like, at the scene in the diner before the Halloween dance, he was like, I think we should break up. And she goes, what? Like, are you in love with somebody else? I think so. Yeah. And she goes, who? I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he's just, like, so, like, in love and happy. And he's like, I don't know. But yeah, even the scene in the diner before the pep rally when Austin was there with Sam and then she was literally look at, looking at him and was like, it's me. I'm the one you've been looking for. And yeah. he still does not see her. <sighs> I'm like, you are like looking at her in the eye. With the bangs and, and the, the hair, hair and the eyes and the... He's so stupid. He's so stupid. Like if you really loved your Cinderella so much and you wanted to find her that bad... Mm-hmm. You would be looking for her everywhere. You'd be looking at every girl you talk to being like, is this you? But because he has these prejudgments about Sam and Diner Girl, he doesn't see her at all. She's not even an option. No. Not even a glimpse in his mind. Not even on the radar. Even the school hallway the next morning, he, d- he like looks right at her and then she runs into the locker. It's just like even the poster is like behind her face and oh, it's just gosh. like it's so obviously her and you just can't be bothered to look at her. So the stepsisters find out and... Okay, so the pep rally. The pep rally, yeah. Pep rally was so sad. So sad. I honestly am so cringed every time I, I watch it. The secondhand embarrassment it. is terrible. It's so bad. Well, and also, it's not just like the, the secondhand embarrassment for Sam, but also the stepsisters, like, putting on the diner outfit and, like, falling over the stage. Like, mm-hmm. they were embarrassing themselves. Yeah. Um, But really, really sad. And the, I really didn't like that they... God, it was a whole skit at the pep rally, and then they held up signs and told the audience to aww. Yeah. Well, I'm also watching this, and I'm just like, if I was at this pep rally, I would be like, this isn't funny. No. I'd be like, why are you reading someone's emails? Like, nothing about this is is funny. And also, they had to have been leaving out some of Austin's responses, because Austin was so into her, and they weren't really, they were just making fun of her, basically making it look like she was falling all over him, and that he was not interested. Yeah. And it was like, that's so not what it is. He's been obsessed with her. Like, yeah. And he did nothing about it. But it's because Shelby had control of this whole narrative. And Shelby was like so jealous that he was even doing this. And so she blamed it all on Sam yeah. because she didn't want to admit that like Austin had more feelings for her than for Shelby. Yeah. But it was so sad. Um, and that was the big reveal. He like turns around and sees her and then she's crying and kind of... So Hillary Duff's acting in that scene. Though, oh, she's her amazing. eyes. Like she literally gave him the look of like, are you going to say something? And then he does it. And she's just like, wow. Okay, period. And then leaves. Like yeah. she said all of that with one look. I said, Oscar. 
<laughs> also, how did we get from here to How I Met Your Father? Cause oh, God, come on. This is not the same level. Hillary. Oh, just wait till we get to raise your voice. Iconic really? movie and acting performance. See, I haven't seen that one, so I'm excited. Um, Anyway, okay. Okay, another line that I say all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Where are we going with this? I'm excited. Um, Fiona is sitting there sorting mail. And she's like, don't want that. Don't want that. I literally say that every day. If I'm picking through, like, I'll be picking through fruit. And I'm like, all right, this one's rotten. Don't want that. Don't want that. I say it all the time. Yeah. And I forgot it's from this movie. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? You do say that all the time. (laughs) Yeah, you do. That's funny. That's embarrassing. Yeah. And then Fiona little sneaky bitch hides the Princeton acceptance letter oh and then god. rewrites oh a letter my god. that uh, just says like sorry bitch didn't get in I don't know, I don't know what it says. <laughs> it says obviously more than that but have you ever been rejected from college no period <laughs> I only applied to two and I got I went to both of them so oh <laughs> great she said I don't have a backup plan plan A is the only option <laughs> Success is the only option. That's right. That's so funny. Um, and also like that day, like Sam, that was the worst day for her. Oh my god, the worst day. Triple whammy. Like just boom, boom, boom. Everything was not working out in her favor. Well, and yeah, because she comes home crying, and Fiona decides that's a great time to tell her that she didn't get into college. Yeah. Do you want a cookie? Mm, so moist. Oh, so moist. <laughs> God, Fiona was the worst. I really can't stand her. And then she decides, oh, now is a prime opportunity for me to go through a box of my dead dad stuff. Like, that's going to make your day better. I'm yeah. like, girl, stop. And then she throws the fairy tale book. She's pissed. I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would throw the book, but it did work out in her favor later. But then she goes to the diner and the guitar falls. Mm-hmm. And she sees the quote that her dad always said. Never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. I live by that. I love it. I love it. That's so good. I mean, it is really true because it's like, it's like that TikTok sound that was going around. It was like, your fear of looking stupid is holding you back. Yeah. Period. It's, it's the same thing. It is. It's it just is. Just a little different, a little nicer wording. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then that's when she decides that like, I'm not doing this anymore. And then yeah. she quits. And I love that Rhonda and literally everybody else in the diner because Ron, Rhonda's like what are you gonna do fire me she's like I quit too the yeah. only reason I've stuck around and dealt with your bullshit all these years is because of her period I just got goosebumps saying that because Rhonda is the best I love Rhonda so Regina like, King is a queen <laughs> the whole damn bottle I, I love it okay um no Rhonda is amazing through mm-hmm. the whole the whole movie um and yeah everybody walks out hey Rhonda Eleanor hey hold up I need a ride yeah <laughs> And then homie's like, send me a bill. Yeah, even all the customers leave too. Well, which what she literally said is, because um, early in the movie, Fiona threatens to fire her. And she's like, oh, fire me? Go right ahead. See how many customers you, you have, have left when you do. Uh-huh. And then she's like, I plan on making some changes around here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's the big uh, football game. Big homecoming game. Homecoming game. That's right. Did all the of this happen frogs. in like the same th- day. three days? Um, what, like the stepsisters finding out and the Well, like the homecoming dance, the pep rally, and then the game. So what do we think? Oh my god, it has to be. Homecoming dance was on like a Wednesday, and then we had like Thursday for the pep rally, and then... Game Friday. Game Friday. Dude, I never thought about it before. That sounds about right. 
I don't know why the dance would be on a Wednesday. But exactly. Okay. That's the weirdest, stupidest thing. But do you think, so all the scenes with like, the scene with Austin at the diner with her, like what day was that? The next day? Or I think that had to have been Friday. I don't know. Saturday? Know. Maybe the game was on a Saturday night. And then what day did they find her emails? Like how long did it take them to put this pep rally skit together dude i don't know i wonder if maybe the dance was on sunday night and then we got a new monday school week Mm. dude i don't know i don't know it's worth looking up though um but yeah then the game and she's like i'm gonna go oh well she moves in with Rhonda. yeah 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 yeah. yeah, she's gonna go stay with Rhonda, queen fairy godmother Mm -hmm. and then she's like you know what i have to go take care of something don't wait up for me Mm mm-hmm and then she goes in this fire little red jacket with the blue trim with the mm-hmm. low cut jeans and she looks so crop. good. She does look so good. She that, a belly button ring? Uh-huh. Yep, yep. That outfit is burned into my brain. Hillary Duff is iconic 2000s look. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't get any better than that. Um yeah, and she just goes right into the boys locker the room. The boys locker room. She said, "I found my confidence and here I am, bitch." She said, "I'm here to say what I need to say. I'm not mm-hmm. waiting for you. We're going to do this right here right now." She said, "Waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought." Useless and disappointing. Period. Um, what an iconic scene. She's like, "You know, I put myself out there. I you know, was going to tell you who I am and all this stuff, and you just did nothing." She was like, "I, I never Lied about who I was. It was me all along. And it's even though I have no money for college and no family and nowhere to live, it's you, you that I feel, feel sorry, sorry for. for. Ooh, she left him flabbergasted. Like he was speechless. He had speechless. no words. Silent. Like, and then the <laughs> were you silent or were you silenced? silenced? And then his friend was like, "It's time to go" or whatever. And he's like, "I'm coming." Oh, yeah, oh yeah. So aggressive. <laughs> he was so aggressive. And then she sticks around for the game, which I'm like, yes. I just love that she was like, yeah, I said what I said. And then she's like, you know what? I'm going to. Let's go to the game. Yeah, let's go. I loved her moment with Carter. She was like, yep, I just talked to Austin. And he was like, Sam, I can't believe it. Like your mom and Austin all in one one day. day. That was one day. And then she was like, I like what you're wearing. Which character are you? Myself. Yeah. They're so cute. I love their friendship. Um, Yeah. And then they go to the game. And the part when everyone starts cheering Austin's name, I'm like, that doesn't happen at high school games. Even before at the pep rally, they were like, what are we going to do on Friday? We'll win. Who's going to lead us to victory? Austin. It's like, (laughs) what? Yeah, no. This is not how that works. No. Um, Yeah, and they're like, Austin, Austin. And then, then that's when she's like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to go. Austin, what are you doing? You're throwing away your dream. No, dad. I'm throwing away yours. Troy Bolton who? Yeah. Like, (laughs) period. Chad Michael Murray did it first. Yeah. Um, Everyone's like, Austin, Austin. I love that scene. And then um, the the song. Austin, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, What did he say? He's like. I'm going after what I want or whatever. She's, yeah, I don't think he really says he anything. He runs up the stairs and she's like, Austin, what are you doing? Oh, he was like something I should have done a long time yes, ago. Yes, there it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was great. And then they kissed. Kiss was fantastic. And then the one raindrop. The one raindrop. God, this movie, the writing in this movie is genius. It's, it's so good. Like, I'm like waiting for rain. There's not a single miss. 
And they're in a drought. The drought was like the topic the of the symbol, whole yep. movie. And then it rains when he kisses her. Okay, the thing that I will say, I was I was good up until up until I loved the kiss, I loved the raindrop, I loved the drought reference, everything was great. And then the raindrop falls and he goes, I'm sorry I waited for the rain. Yeah. That was cringe. That was too far. I didn't need that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it like really I think it they in that moment they had to spell it out for the people that didn't connect those dots. The drought symbol. Yeah. I know. It's fine. Um and what did she say back? I think she was just like... She said it's okay. It's okay. That's why I was like, and that was cringe because we didn't yeah. need that. Yeah. But I will say, I agree. It was full circle with her little speech of like waiting for you. It was yeah. like waiting for rain in this drought. Well, yeah. The, the amount of times I've watched this kiss. I've seen this kiss so many times in my life. <sighs> it's so good. And what I think about is he is the only one that feels the raindrop. And then he stops kissing her and she's kind of like, wait, what are you doing? And then they look up, he's looking up at the sky and she's like, what are we looking at? And then the thunder <laughs> happens and then it clicks for her. But I just think it's so funny that, because it just hits his cheek. Like she has yeah. no idea that it's about to rain. Oh, that's funny. I never noticed <laughs> that before. Like, Sorry you waited for rain. But that kiss was great. Great kiss. Which recently Chad Michael Murray did an interview and someone asked him F. Mary Kill for... Lucas Scott, Austin Ames, and I think Tristan from Gilmore Girls. Really? And he said, Austin Ames, he's like, you got to kiss the guy. I mean, in the rain? Come on. And I was like, yes. Yes. Best Sign me up kiss. for that. That is one of the best kiss. The music, the rain, the they win They're the game. running up the stadium. Everyone's cheering. Oh, my God. God in front so, of Shelby, in front of everyone. So good. So good. And then Carter's like, gotta love high school. <laughs> I remember I would I watched this with my brother, obviously, many, many times. And it was when he was in high school. I was probably middle school. And Carter said that. And my brother just goes, absolutely not. Like, no. <laughs> he said, let me bring you back down to earth. He said, can't relate. You don't love high school, you fucking liar. Like, what are you talking about? That's funny. Uh, yeah. And then the next day, everything just worked out. There the was like the shining. sun is shining, blue skies she in the valley. She finds the will. She finds the will. Everything is hers. She cars gets the diner, towed. the house. The cars are getting sold to get money for Princeton. And then they dig in the dumpster to find the real Princeton acceptance, acceptance letter. letter. She's oh. like, ma'am, what is this? I've never, never seen, seen that before. <laughs> is this your signature on the witness line? I've never, never seen, seen my husband's hidden will before. <laughs> It's and then so she funny. starts running and she's in, just in a circle in the yard, like throws her money, throws her purse. Oh, it's so good. Oh, um, it's so funny. And then I do love at the end when she was like, and we lived happily ever after. She's like, well, we're just, she's like, what do, you, what do I know? I'm just a freshman, like yeah, in college or whatever. Yeah, Cause cute. like, I like that they, they left this whole fairy tale story and they modernized it in the sense of like, you're just going to college. Yeah. Like, this is not the end of the year. It's still just a high school rom-com. Yeah. And then we get this cute little scene of him giving the phone back on the top of her car. Again, we already talked about it. Can't believe it took that long to get it back, but whatever. Well, I like that he went to go put it on her, yeah. her ankle again. It just It's such a good symbol of the slipper on the shoe. Absolutely, yeah. And then she was like, give me my phone. Like, no, like we're not doing that. And then we Oh, God, it's so cute. Well, smooch. God, I love this movie. This it's is such a good movie. What a kickoff to Duff Month. Absolutely. I mean, Hilary Duff's performance was 10 out of 10. I really love this movie. And, like... This watch and thinking about it in the context of talking about it on the podcast really gave me an appreciation for the the writing and the genius of this story and how clever it is, like we talked yeah. about. Really iconic. I think it was a great way to kick off Duff Month because when I think Hillary Duff, 
I first, obviously, I think Liz McGuire, which we're not going to do the Liz McGuire movie no. in Death Month just because I feel like we've all seen it. We all get it. That's we get it. OK. Yeah. But I think that and then I just think this movie. I'm like, this is this Hillary is Duff. the Hillary Duff movie. Yeah. It's iconic. It's, it's so good. We love to see it. Um, all right. Should we play our game? So we're going to do like a fun little trivia. Custom ending. trivia. Yeah. Custom trivia during Duff Month. Uh, which is going to be centered either around the movie we watched or Hillary Duff herself. You, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. What you got? All right, Jess. What is the name of the high school in a Cinderella story that they go to? Ah. Uh... <laughs> North Valley High School? Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. I know we, you kind of just have to think of it, and then once you get it, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's it." Yeah, because they talk about the valley and they talk about Northridge, but it's not Northridge. No. And there, I knew there was a valley in there somewhere, yeah, but North all right, valley. we got there. Well, and they say it a lot, like because they do the intercom things, which the the the, the woman who did the intercom. Oh, she was, she was so, so cute. Yeah. She's like, "Shout out to Mr. Rothman who hasn't had a shower in weeks." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she was great. Um, okay, this is more about Hillary Duff than the movie. Okay, great. How many studio albums has Hilary Duff released? Okay. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to say four. Six. Damn. Including a Christmas album. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, because I think four was close because you four, she has a solid four. Yeah. And then she has the Christmas album, and then she released another one in, like, 2015, 18. Oh, like that some... one doesn't count. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Trivia police over yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell you the core four that I thought like it was. Like, the names? I mean, I've got, like, Come Clean or, like, whatever that one was. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell you anything else. I don't know. I got Come Clean, Why Not? Yeah. I don't know. If, see, I don't know if those were just on the same album, like, the songs. Oh, yeah. I don't know the album names. Right. I was just, whatever. I don't know. Metamorphosis? That sounds right. Oh, that's definitely one for sure. Boom. All right. Okay. Well, next week, we're going to cover another iconic <laughs> Hilary Duff movie. Okay? Her namesake, if you will. If you will. <laughs> we're doing Agent Cody Banks, baby. <laughs> I have not watched this movie in easily 12 years. Oh, gosh. 15, maybe. This one's going to be good. I really can't wait for this one. Yeah. I kind of forgot that she was in this until we started talking about Death Month. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that one's going to be fun. But in the meantime, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We're at Subtitles on or off podcast. And we're on Twitter at S-O-O-O podcast. And please like and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, we have a poll each episode and we have a question each episode. If you kind of scroll down to the bottom um, so take part in that, let us know how you guys are liking the episodes. If you want to hear anything from us in the future. And if you're watching along on Death Month, like... Let us know. Let us know. And also, go interact on our TikTok, because Bailey looks like Sam Montgomery right now, and you'll get to see her being on theme for the week. I sure do. I understood the assignment this week. (laughs) I said blonde hair. I said Dodger hat. Let's go. (laughs) Perfection. See you next week. Bye. Bye.